The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with the saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting. As we go down to the dust and weeping over the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. We are a strange tribe, as we set aside time this morning to do something that will likely make us weep. Today in our prayers, we will name those from our congregation who have died this past year. And that in turn will almost certainly bring to mind other friends and family who have left us. Like me, you probably still have spots in your own life that are sore from past ills. From the loss of a father or mother or child or sibling or mentor or confidant. Without these folks, our world seems a much poorer place. So why on earth would we bring it up? It seems needless, if not impolite, and perhaps even cruel, to poke you this morning and prompt your suffering. But the truth is, we need the poke if we are to heal. Staring down death is the only way for us to get better. It is the only way for our tears to become our alleluias. Try to imagine the day that Abel died. You remember this story, I think. He was the second son of Adam and Eve, but he was the first to go, killed in a rage by his older brother Cain. When his parents came to his body, it must have been so shocking for Adam and Eve to see their son as the very first human being who became life-less. 
Their pain was so wrenching and so unnatural that it still affects us today. Our weeping is still sourced at that great ruin called original sin. And since that day, we see the world upside down, blinded by our tears and crushed by our grief. At the point of death, we cannot see clearly or true or far. On that day, we live by half data. So we draw spurious conclusions and we act rashly. We even try to see death as normal, inevitable. And sometimes we even honor it as our master, as one who will vanquish each and every one of us without reply. It is no wonder that we cry. So how can our tears stop? And how can our weeping over the grave give way to alleluias? We know that it can happen because Abel reappears this morning in the reading from Revelation. He is there alive in the crowd standing before the face of God, soaked through with divine love. Now he wears white. Now he sings hymns. He has his friends back, and he knows angels by their first name. He is safe, sheltered from his brother's rage, from heat, from hunger, and from thirst. He has work, the noble and original work of Eden, participating in the divine economy of serving and praising his creator, Surrounded by the blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might of God, Abel's joy is full and complete and perfect. This is life as it was meant to be. This is his life forever. If we were purely rational beings... Or better, if we were pure beings, if we were pure-hearted beings, pre-sin, pre-Eden beings, we would not cry. How could we cry when we see the ones we love standing next to Abel, full and perfect and complete and forever? If we too, right now, were soaked through with divine love, if we could see clearly and truly and far, imagine how wonderful our lives would be. Right now, imagine if it was all Alleluia. So the question for us this morning is how we can ever stop crying. On our own, we can never shake the sight of Abel's corpse. Like Adam and Eve, we just cannot unsee it. But All Saints Day is a dose of pure reality. And this is how we defend ourselves against death. We beat death at its own game. We die. We die now. We die early and we die often. 
We die before death can get to us. We die so much that dying doesn't matter anymore. If you can stand it, we can even say, we die at Jesus' own hand. We die in the water of that font. We die at our baptism and then we rise again. The church has always understood holy baptism as both dying and rising. It is death to the Cain in us and life to the Christ in us. And the church has always understood that what is given once at that font is nourished repeatedly at this altar. It's the reason that the same red stone surrounds the font and then also makes a circle around this altar. You are meant to think, same, same. We live. We live now. We live early and we live often. We live before death can get a grip on us. We live so much that dying doesn't matter anymore. We live from the hand of Jesus, who again this morning delivers his own holy body and holy blood. The churches always understand the Holy Eucharist as the medicine of immortality, the antidote to death, a ticket to heaven, a token of resurrection, the holy stuff that makes us holy, food for the journey, the stuff that washes us clean and makes us one and energizes us here now to sing alleluias with the angels and the saints. To praise God now for extending our lives and our ties and our work and our joy and our families forever. For an eternity with those whom we love, who went before us in blessed death, but with time that actually starts today. If you want to stop crying and you want to live again, if you want to see clearly and true and far, if you want to heal and laugh and sing now, today, then go to the font and go to the supper. Touch the water and make the sign of the cross, the sign of Christ with whom you died and rose again. Touch the holy body and holy blood of Christ himself who died for you and rose again and gives you all he's got today at his altar. And someday you will join your family and your friends. Completely soaked in divine love. Surrounded by saints and by angels in joy forever. And it is knowing all of that that makes us a strange tribe. Because even now we enjoy life with our blessed death. Alleluia. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.